Oh, oh, oh. Merry Christmas. <laughs> that was fine. A it's just cooked goose. <laughs> Ebenezer Scrooge is here. Uh, this is the Anything But Quiet Time podcast. It's Rochelle and myself, Carter, and uh, this is powered by Compassion International. So thanks to uh, a big thanks to our friends for powering this podcast, but also what they do Absolutely. with helping kids around the world. We'll get to that here at the end of the podcast. Honestly, truly the spirit of Jesus, which is the spirit of quote, Santa Claus uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, in giving um, and being able to do that to the lives of children is such a blessing. We have been doing Christmas traditions revealed. Yes. And just a big disclaimer. I'm sorry, you left out the bomb explosion. Oh, should I should I found that, that sound effect? You've been wanting sound effects for this you particular a, part. I mean, you, you're pretty no, good at sound effects. No, we have YouTube right here. I can here. do a chicken. Okay, you do a chicken real quick. Yeah. There might have been a chicken in the nativity. That's pretty good. Okay. Uh, you you want to do this uh, explosion voice? You be you be okay. the, you be the voice, and I'll play the explosion sound effect whenever you're ready. Christmas traditions revealed. That was kind of anticlimactic. It really was. Yeah, I let's go back well, to the chicken. That's what we're, <laughs> that's what we're doing here, <laughs> and uh, we have done uh, Christmas trees, Christmas carols, kind of where these traditions come from. Yeah, and in the third part of our series. It is a big disclaimer for you. If there are kids around, we're going to get to a, a sensitive one to some. Well, this is very traditional. Santa Claus. This morning I read uh, something in regards to when you feel prompted to sing psalms. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating when you go back down the history of the wording. It meant different things at different times. So it meant plucking the harp for one generation, whereas later it actually meant belting something out of your voice box, you know? Mm -hmm. I think that's fascinating, and I think that we're going to see how traditions kind of play out with today. So it meant one thing then, but it evolved to mean something else a little bit down the road, and then so on and so forth. And that's okay. But have you ever found yourself being a stickler about tradition? Yes, Yes, it has absolutely. to look like this. Has to. It feels better this way. These pesky kids come in and ruin it. You ruin my comfort zone. I don't like it when you <laughs> tweak it. You know? So Santa has been completely tweaked. He has evolved over the years, but was indeed a very real person. St. Nicholas. St. Nicholas. Now, uh, clearly he wasn't born a saint. <laughs> yeah, True. Uh, my name is St. Nicholas. All the other <laughs> kindergartners would go, oh, St. Nicholas. But no, this guy was born in what is now considered modern day Turkey during the time of the Roman Empire in the 200s. Wow, really not that long after Jesus. And really not that long after Jesus. But what he did was so in line with what Jesus would want him to do. Um, some have shared that he was like, a big to-do in town. He clearly had an amount of wealth to his name, and he used much of that wealth, if not all of it. Again, a lot of these has to do with legends, tradition. Sure. We do know he was real, enough enough real there to be sainted by the church, Mm. right? Um, But gave away so much of his money to help people in need. And one of the legendary stories is there were three young, poor girls um, that, the dad was about ready to sell off into slavery or even prostitution. They needed something to their name in order to give them value worth in the culture's time um, in order to be married. Hmm. And so 
he gave from his own pocket. The, the man known as St. Nicholas gave of his own money to help them, to give them a dowry so that they would have value, so that someone would marry them, so that they could bring something to the marriage and save their lives. And he became known as this, this was the nice guy. And he was super famous wherever he went. And in fact, he was the most favorite saint for a very long time, even through the Renaissance period, where there was a time frame where the Renaissance, uh, you know, the Protestant Reformation comes along. Mm-hmm. And it's not cool to saint people anymore because there's this new church tradition now on on board. But people, for some reason, still liked St. Nicholas. And it's because he was known for, for giving. And there are different traditions that follow, like some left their shoes outside of their home in the area because I mean, that was what you did. You didn't bring your shoes inside and yeah. little trinkets would be left in the shoes. And he would just do this. Uh, well, that's what, again, tradition says. Yeah. Yeah. Or the stockings, you know, your socks, yeah. leave them out to dry, yeah. put them by the fireplace even sometimes to dry. And so you see where the tradition starts to get well, and, born. And you talk about tweaking. Uh, so at least as far as we know, mm-hmm. there was no coal placed anywhere, I assume. If he was if he was just doing this as gifts and it wasn't naughty or nice. I mean, I, no, I don't think there's a lump of coal. I think that sounds like it, it came along with more modern tradition. Uh, yeah. because wow, Mrs. Claus wasn't even in the picture until like the 1800s. Wow. He was single for that long. He was single. He was a bachelor for a real long time. Wow. Just him long. and the elves. You know who introduced the reindeer, by the way? No, I do not. I mean, this came along well after it was the famous story. Twas the night before Christmas, which is not called twas the night before Christmas is what we call it now. But, uh, yeah, a lot of the stuff that we know of Santa was written you know, through popular books, poems, magazines would introduce things. Uh, Coca-Cola made the red suit famous. Did you know that? Uh, I well, I guess I didn't. I, I mean, I know that's iconic. And him with that glass, iconic uh, glass bottle of well, Coke. Yeah. But wow. So here's the thing. Twas the Night Before Christmas was introduced um, by Clement Moore, 1822-ish. So before the Civil War. We have the Twas the Night Before Christmas. This is where we have the eight reindeer. Rudolph was way later. Uh, Coca-Cola, that came along in 1927. That old. Um, well, no, no, let me take that back. We start to see more red garments in, in the 20s. Okay. It, the image in 31 of Santa with the Coca-Cola bottle, the red suit. I mean, now we're iconic red suits mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. But before that, I mean, we would see him in red. We might see him in purple, might see him in brown. The image of Santa Claus. Um, Santa Claus, we derived from Sinterklaas. See, back, I I mentioned, let's kind of backtrack a little bit. During the Renaissance time when it wasn't necessarily super cool to be sainted during the the Protestant Reformation time frame, um, St. Nicholas was still a favorite. He was a favorite saint. And they really embraced him in Holland. And so the Dutch called him Sinterklaas, which you can hear how close that is to Santa Claus. Yeah. Um, this again, I want to go back to that that passage of scripture I was sharing earlier, where it's like you see tradition evolving, and it kind of all just anyway, you know, even him coming down the chimney, that came from a book, a satiric <laughs> book, the history, a uh, history of New York. Um, has him coming down the chimney, and I, I'm assuming that that was based off of the legends of hanging the stockings by the chimney to dry out if they got wet or whatever. Sure. But 
and in- interestingly enough, I also found out that the department store Santa, how old would you think that tradition is? Department store? Well, I would have said the Coke commercial was 40s or 50s. So I was okay. even 20 years off there. Um, so I would say 30s or 40s. 1890. Wow. I what what I, department was it? I Macy's? was really surprised by that. No, um, the smoking jacket, according to the smoking jacket, uh, this guy named James Edgar, he was a business guy, and he was credited with coming up with the idea for dressing up in a Santa Claus costume as a marketing tool. So kids from all over the state, they would <laughs> drag their parents to the store called Edgar's, huh. which was a small dry goods store in Brockton, Massachusetts. And thus a tradition was born. So I would imagine that if you've ever been in marketing and businesses and you're always looking at the other stores, what are they doing? And Edgar's comes up with this brilliant Santa Claus idea. Yeah. You know, it made Shoppers Express really mad. <laughs> really, really mad. I love that. That's the newer. It's a nine to the newer. It's the 30-year-old Miracle yeah. on 34th Miracle Street. Miracle on 34th Street yeah. reference. <laughs> uh, yeah. But like I, I shared before, it was magazines and stuff that would bring about, you know, new ideas. Santa was no longer a bachelor because of something that started getting circulated in an 1889 poem. There's a Mrs. Claus. It, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, like Yale Literary Magazine, Harper's Magazine, they started sharing different ideas about a Mrs. Claus. And so St. Nicholas was a real guy who gave selflessly of the things that God had given him. Mm-hmm. And he was a God-revering person. Thus, he was sainted. And people were like, this is an amazing person. I, we can emulate what St. Nicholas is doing in town. And, you know, that, that's what happens when you're around people. You want to emulate something that you see has a positive effect. You're like, that's good. This man is really living up to the name of who Jesus is because that's what Jesus did. He was motivated by the reason for the season, which was not himself, not Santa Claus, is Jesus Christ. And so there's this incredible image. My mom has collected these kneeling Santa figurines for as long as I can remember. And she would incorporate that into my my father's uh, children's ministry. Every Christmas, they would read this story about the Christ child that made a visit to Santa Claus in the North Pole at the toy making factory and would incorporate the fun of the Santa Claus tradition, but bring it back to what St. Nicholas himself would have his focus on. Jesus Christ. Well, and and there's so much there because it, one thing it makes me think of is if you live selflessly, you will you at least have a better chance of being remembered. Mm. So many people want to be remembered. They're trying to do great things and accomplish and get great things. I want to be the first to do this or the only person to do this. And he simply was, I mean, by all accounts, living for others. Yeah. And the biggest legend in the world is based on this individual who lives selflessly. Yes. And uh, so you this have... This bishop, this, some call him a monk. A monk, okay, yeah. Could have been a bishop. Um, and It's scattered. The history of it is scattered. But what is remembered, what's truly remembered is the most important is the selfless act. Well, and, and, and then you said about, you know, the reason for the season, but at least what... what you know, I understand from what you just told us, 
uh, is it wasn't based on a certain time period either. He was just that way, you know, whether it be kids with the stockings or whether it be girls needing to get something to get married wasn't necessarily only in the month of December or only in the month. That's today, isn't it? And and, and, And that's the thing is, I think this time of the year is very easy for people. Oh, you know what? It's it's Christmas. I'll do a little something. But there's 11 months out of the year. There's, there's 11 other months. Right. And and the the idea that he was just that way, and there's certain days and, and weeks that we don't feel like it. Well, and, and it doesn't say that he gave the dowry on Christmas Day. It, well, exactly. Exactly. Right? So um, we know that he did this throughout the seasons. Um, so the spirit of Christmas truly is supposed to be all year round. Yeah. And so from this story... You know, I know that there's been so much concern and understandably so about the commercialization of Christmas time and getting away from the true meaning of it being Jesus. Um, should we even have Santa in it at all? I think the answer for my family is absolutely yes. But I want to teach the values mm-hmm. that were taught there, which was simply, yes, Santa was emulated by those around him, I'm sure, because that's why the tradition still lives on. People wanted to be, it, he became more of a, it was like a. Like a mascot? Yeah, a mascot for something uh, to give. And they just chose the Christmas season. This is the time to do it. Well, why did they connect it to that? Because of Jesus Christ and his birth. Yeah. That's why they make the connection. So that's where I try to make the connection with my own children. We can remain, now my kids have been made aware that Santa <clears throat> does not come <clears throat> on our chimney. Again, we had the disclaimer. We had the disclaimer. Uh, which saddened them, but at the same time, I said, but let me share with you who really St. Nicholas is and was and why he did what he did. And that allows us to continue his tradition of giving because he was just continuing it from the beginning with Jesus. Yeah, you you think about a guy like that, and and I, I guess it's it's just a great in for so many conversations of people now that, you know, you know, the culture that we live in and a lot of it is materialistic and, and even more so now in the last few years of, you know, treat yourself kind of mentality. Um, and you deserve it, you deserve it. And I just want to feel good and all that. And, uh, Santa Claus is going to be a good in with anybody, especially you, you have some friends that have some kids and, and you're able to, Hey, do you know why Santa Claus does what he does though? Yeah. You know, and, and then you get to a great message of Jesus through this this vehicle, if you will, this sleigh um, of, a, of an incredible figure that was a real person. We've heard from children that were loved on through gifts, through different nonprofit ministries. And um, one little girl shared, you know, she had been in foster care the year before, but she had been blessed by a ministry that gave a mm-hmm. gift mm-hmm. to kids in CPS. And the following year, she's there giving gifts. Yeah. That's astounding. Look at the impact that that made on her life. That gets further defined, hopefully, uh, with time through ministry and and understanding who Jesus really was. Um, even understanding, you know, I deserve this mentality. You know, I'm putting my tongue in cheek there, and I'm actually probably scolding myself a little bit because, yeah, I, I definitely thought, man, I deserve this whatever. Mm-hmm. Actually, the Bible reveals to me through my sin, I deserve death. Yeah. But it's by grace and the gift of Jesus Christ that I'm given freely life by no act of my own. Mm-hmm. What an incredible thing for a gift to be presented to someone, not because they deserve it, but because grace has been shown. 
there's so much here uh, in the story of St. Nicholas that we can share. Um, and that means we don't have to cancel him. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. We, but we incorporate him and, and use it as a, as a tool to get people closer to Jesus Christ. There's a little bit of the history. Uh, and I just think of Santa as kind of the first vigilante for good. Yeah. <laughs> hey there, I'm St. Nicholas, and I'm going to get you some stuff. Gosh, no kid would go running and screaming if they found that guy. <laughs> can we just play just for a quick second? Because uh, it can only be a quick second because of legal rights. Uh, Rochelle's favorite no. song about no. Santa Claus. No. Woo! Hey, hey, Ben! Hey, Ben! You been good? Yeah, you been real good. I can't stand that song. <laughs> it's so good. I know it's a classic. My husband loves it. I don't know what it is about that song. I'm sorry if you're a big fan of The Boss and that song. I apologize. But I man. love it. All right. Time for Hope Notes presented by Compassion International. Uh, this is a great time of the year to get involved mm -hmm. and show kids at Christmas time that there is somebody who's willing to give to them and that loves them because of the grace and love of Jesus. You know, Marcos and his family live in a home with clay walls and... They get so excited because of Christmas. They like to decorate just like you and I do. Mm -hmm. And when I saw the pictures of what they're decorating with Carter, first of all, they, they have a little tribute to St. Nicholas. Yeah, yeah. But they're wearing these chintzy Santa Claus hats, you know, and I'm, I'm looking at the joy on their faces. They don't care that they're chintzy, that they look like they're made from felt from old puppets back in the 1970s. They're ecstatic. And they're two little strands of garland. They're ecstatic to celebrate. Jesus Christ. That is how they are decorating. That's how they are celebrating. Uh, Marcos's mother, Silvana, says, I don't know if Jesus would like to stay with us because our house is very simple. Like Rochelle said, it's clay walls. But I know he always walked with people like us, so he wouldn't care. Uh, he will always be welcome in our home. And that's why even not having much, I'm happy to be able to decorate our home at Christmas. You know, you sponsor a child for $38 a month and you're making an impact on that child and their well-being and getting out of extreme poverty. It's through the local church, so they're able to go somewhere, you know, each and every day or a couple of days a week. And they get fed, they get educated, and they have the message of Jesus. And it doesn't just impact the child. That child is able to maybe mm -hmm. bring some food home for the, the family, family and the yeah. message of Jesus for the family. And you're the ripples in the water. You're impacting a family and a community with a gift of $38 a month. And you can find out more about it at hopeondemand.com. And may I just encourage you, maybe you're listening to that uh, this podcast and you're not necessarily in a position to give. Um, I, I get it. Prayers. Oh. That's treasure. Mm -hmm. Thank you for mm -hmm. praying over this organization and praying for actually, you know, I, we covered your prayers here, Rochelle and myself, Carter. Um, and just to let you know, you know, maybe you're not able to go all out and decorate. You're like, well, you know, Marcos's situation kind of sounds like mine right now. Mm. Very humble means. I think about the, the King of Kings, the way he decorated for the first Christmas. I, there was hay in that mm -hmm. stable. You mm -hmm. know, there are barn animals around him. There's nothing fancy there. Jesus would absolutely come and stay in your home. He absolutely would.
it's there's such some simplicity and peace yes. there. And so uh, maybe, you know, like Rochelle said, with with prayer, maybe be praying about a future gift if you're not able to do it right now or just prayers for Marcos and his family specifically. But uh, everything you need to know on Compassion International, you can find at HopeOnDemand.com. Our podcasts, other podcasts, great videos from Christian artists and articles to help you out in life. HopeOnDemand.com. 